1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Wake Up Call DT.com, your one stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to eleven AM Eastern Time and on Facebook Live, Facebook.com backslash live now DT, inside of the Men's menswear and Tuxedo Studios. John Wallace is here with us this morning. John, how you doing today? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm uh, doing well. And and John, you know what, just to hop into this, I know things have gotten a little bit crazy uh, across this country, and I know you're you're uh, upstate right now, and New York City's gotten a little bit crazy with quarantine and whatnot. Uh, have you? Did you ever anticipate experiencing anything, uh, me, merely even close to this, with the NBA suspending their season, the NHL looks like they might do the same thing, and uh, you know, and, and having NCAA tournament and conference tournament games being played with no fans in the stands. No,
0: it's it's unthinkable to cancel any pro sports season. Um, You know, it's just really never been done unless there's during a lockout or something like that. But for health reasons or, you know, and and your health always comes first, right? Just like, you know, your family, your health, all that comes first. So um, it's bigger than uh, any sport. It's bigger than the game. Um, Just want to make sure everyone's safe and um, trying to get this, uh, virus under control before it does turn into a pandemic. So, I think I think uh, all the nece- all the um, NBA and all the leagues are taking the necessary steps. Um, not, and I, I I assume that the NCAA will follow suit sometime in the next forty eight hours and announce that games are going to be either shut down and no fans or very very limited fans like just family members to come to games um and, and you know it's just the right thing to do and with the ncaa tournament um you know whether there's fans there or not you can still watch it on tv so you know you're not going to be missing a game but you know being a former player i just can imagine playing in the arena with no Fans, but I guess it's just like a, a, a scrimmage, but that you're keeping score at all times.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and that, and that's the thing. It, it's almost like a practice, and uh, kind of crazy to to see this happen. But you know, I mean, John, the NBA is obviously uh, you know taken taking it upon themselves to be one of the front runners for it. Are you proud of the NBA for their their swift decision making? Do you think it was the right call? Well, the NBA always
0: proves over and over. Again, that they are the best. We are the best league in the whole world, um, and you know, started with the late great David Stern, and it's, it's being continued with Adam Silver, and I, I think he made the right right call. Um, you know, they had a call yesterday, um, and then comes a little later that day that Rudy Gobert, one of an NBA player, has it. It's time to shut down because. How many teams did he play? How many teams did those other teams play? How many people did those other teams that played against Rudy Gobert come into contact with their family and other members? So I think the NBA made the right call. The only call you could make was to shut down and figure this out and let's get in front of it to try to curtail it as much as we can.
1: The NCAA currently hasn't made a statement yet. Jay Billis is hoping that – uh, you know, he said at this point, you kind of probably have to cancel it all or postpone it. The ACC had a tournament, uh, the commissioner spoke this morning and stated that games will go on. Now, the ACC did say that they will not be playing in front of fans in Greensboro, but they are going to let the games go on. Syracuse is down there. So, you know, your, your brethren are down there. The coach that's, that's uh, brought you in and a bunch of those uh, assistant coaches are all there as well. What are your thoughts on uh, the commissioner of the ACC saying the show must go on?
0: Well, um, you know, that, that's tough. But like I said, long as, you know, no harm to the fans or harm to the players, and they're limiting the, the amount of fans, um, I'm just happy they didn't shut it down before the game last night because Syracuse played an incredible game and uh, we got our revenge on North Carolina last night. And now moving forward, um, you know, that. The, the the ACC uh, director, you know, he, he he might catch a little backlash, um. But I'm not I'm not sure because he's saying there are no fans, right? So yeah, no fans. If you, if you have no fans there, and it's just the players and the coaches, uh, I, I guess they're taking a, a as much as a necessary step without actually canceling the game to ensure that no one else is getting it or spreading it. So I, you know. Um, you know, some some games are going to still get played today and tomorrow. That that's that's what the that's what the narrative is. That's what everyone's saying. So, um, you know, I, I think the NBA did the right thing because you know, ultimately the NBA is thinking long term. And if you shut if you shut it down now, you can salvage and still play maybe some games at the end. But more importantly, play the playoff games. Right. So I think that's that's why the NBA took the necessary steps they did. Just like Japan. Japan shut down a month, month and a half ago because they wanted to ensure that they are able to still host the Olympics. So they shut down before everyone else. People don't realize that Japan shut down first. They've been shut down. Um, and And I'm pretty sure most of it was because they were already worried about the Olympics. So let's not even let this thing get going. So they shut down a long time ago. And I think that's what the NBA is
1: doing. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is, you know, we're seeing obviously uh, some people take action, some groups take action and and try to get a hold of this thing. And like you said, uh, echoing, I echo your sentiments about, you know, the NBA uh, making decisions to keep everybody safe. Uh, You know, John, uh, before before, uh, you know, you jump off here this morning, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this to you. You and I got to see each other at the event. I got to see your family and be around your family and get to meet some members of your family that I hadn't met yet. You got to celebrate one of the greatest moments. Now, not only did Syracuse get revenge over North Carolina, but they got revenge over North Carolina in that, you know, the day that you were honored and North Carolina got that win. So they got that back for you. They advanced forward. That's a good thing. And you got honored and your jersey went up in the rafters. You know, and I told you this the day I met you, you're my favorite player. I was 10 years old when you were playing, you know, in the NCAA tournament. Houston, the house. Oh, my God. And it is surreal to me every single day. And, you know, God's blessings to me are truly real and genuine that my favorite player that I loved watching, whose jersey I wanted to wear, the only, you know, the number one person I wanted to meet, I now consider a friend of the last seven or eight years. And I could not have been more proud and more happy for you if I was on your family itself and we were blood brothers or siblings or whatever, cousins or whatever it may be. Uh, That was such an amazing moment for me to see you there and to see your family there. So bring me into it through your eyes because, uh, you know, like I said, I consider you a friend. You've always been my favorite player, and Syracuse did something that I I could only imagine needed to be done a long time ago.
0: Well, thank you, first off. And, uh, you know what, man? It was the first time in my life that I've been. so much love that weekend it it brought me to tears you know it was just so so much love so many close family members friends uh, a lot of my friends and family who who was there from the start who was there when I sucked at basketball who was there when I was just telling them what I was going to do and not actually making it come to fruition at that point but still working towards Making that come uh, come true, and you know, so just all those emotions and all that work and all the all the important people in my life that helped me get to that point, and for, for us all to be together at that one time, it was it was amazing. It was like the uh, my, my one friend joked, "It was like the wedding I never had." <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when all, when you have a wedding. So it was it was incredible, man, and it was. I'm so grateful to the university and uh, being a part of uh, the pantheon of greats that are hanging in that dome, and to be immortalized in the dome means everything. It's the greatest achievement of my basketball life. So um, you know, it just reaffirms all the time that I know I made the right choice. Uh, I bleed orange. Everyone knows that about me, and um, you know, uh, the, the the game last night didn't. Mean a little extra for me personally because you know, like you said, they the uh, North Carolina beat us on my on my day. So last night, drubbing them and being up by 30 at one point was awesome. I mean, just just we destroyed them and Cuse uh, uh, looked really good last night, really really good. Um, Sadive, I'm so happy for him, uh, especially because uh, a lot of people were down on him and he was. Taking some uh, criticism, yeah. and I, I, he responded to the criticism the way you want someone to respond. Is he, he's shutting everyone up. You know I mean, if, if, if you criticize him and you're not basically taking your words back right now, then you're not a true person You know, you're not being real to yourself. Because he's really showed up in the last eight eight games or so. He's really, really played well, um, and 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 he's been a difference for us. So. Um, I'm, I'm really happy for Bay, man. I, I really, really am uh, happy for for him and hopefully he can keep going. You know, just keep building on this. The confidence is a very powerful thing and once you get it and you can grab, uh, hold it and kind of bottle it, yeah. and put it inside you, then that that's everything and hopefully he's able to do that and keep building on the, the way he's been playing lately.
1: Well, confidence is key and and uh, speaking of confidence, you looked at your mother, Vanessa, on the court and said, Mom, you gave, you, <laughs> you gave birth to a legend. Br- bring me into if you knew you were going to say that or if that was just in the moment. And how did Mom respond when you said, Mom, you gave birth to a legend?
0: No, it was definitely ad lib, but off the cuff, nothing was, uh, as you know, I didn't have any written speech or anything. Um, and it was the only time in my life that I'm, that I wasn't humble or filled with humility. Um, and, and it wasn't for me, It's for my, cause my mom did give birth to a legend. You know, once you go up on now and those Raptors, um, and, 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 you're immortalized up there then that makes you a, a Syracuse legend. So I just wanted to let her know that, you know, it all started with her. She gave birth to the legend and. She helped nurture and all do all the other right things that a mom does. But, you know, it all started with her giving birth to a legend. So I just wanted to make sure my mom and she, you know, she was very emotional. Yeah. Um, my mom was, like, so overcome also that she ended up leaving. Like, when we, we went upstairs to Club 44, we We're all looking for my mom. My mom left. She was just overcome with emotion and joy. She just left the arena she left the dome and couldn't find her yeah and uh by the time I got her on the phone I was like Mom, where are you we're all <laughs> looking for you? she's like I'm I'm on the throughway. I'm like what do you mean she's <laughs> like I just couldn't take it anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean that's so, and it's crazy and, and it's crazy I mean you got to and you, you got to have this with with your kids there you know, with people that really mean a lot to you, you know, I know your brother was there. I mean, this, you know, friends and, and teammates, it's got to be something awesome. I spoke with Otis Hill recently, too, and and he said that he had he had reached out to you. And I, I told him that I will never forget, it's burned into my memory forever, the newspaper article where it said, like, close but not close enough, and it had your arm around Otis. And I asked him if he remembered that conversation. And he said he said that he remember he still to this day remembers that conversation of that picture I have in my head when you had your arm around him when you lost in the championship game and he said that you know that that you were saying to him, It's okay, big fella, it's okay, you're gonna be all right. He's like, I took a lot of it on myself, I was hard on myself, and John was telling me, You're gonna come back next year, you're gonna be okay. Do you remember that conversation? And what does it mean to you that that Otis Hill Still remembers your words from 1996
0: to this day. Well, it's amazing, man. Um, you know, uh, when, when you, when you, Otis and I came to school together, so then he redshirted, so that's why he had that extra year. But when, when you come to a, a place together and you battle and you you grow a bond from the battling and the the, the trials and tribulations that you that you go through together, that you go through together. It, it, it just makes you become closer. And you know, Otis and I played AAU ball together, so we played together in high school. Yeah. So it wasn't just a Syracuse thing. You know, it started even before Syracuse. So, um, you know, just that game. I don't. Honestly, remember that much. What I remember most, like I, like I, what I talk about the most is the referees jerking me and going up to each one of those refs and telling them that they jerked me in my last game. Because you know there was definitely some questionable calls in that game, and I just feel like if I didn't file out, we would have won. So that's that's what I remember most from that game, more than anything else.
1: Uh, and, and the thing he also credits you with creating Houston in the house, oh my God because I know you and I have talked about it and he said, you know it was it was the same beat of a song that had been out and he said John just kind of came in and, and he said, I was there Lazarus was there and and he's like, John just kind of came into the locker room with headphones on and he just started doing when the Houston in the house oh my God and it just stayed and uh, and John, I mean that that sign was above my door. As a freshman in college, you know, and, and John, I'm going to tell you something because I know that you bleed Syracuse, and and so I know that you can appreciate this. There was a so there was a girl in college and uh, that I was friends with, and and I kind of liked her a little bit. I'm not going to lie about it. And and so her friends, you know, we all kind of became friends. And her friend had come over to my room, and she looked up at she looked above at the sign above my door, and she said, Kuse is in the house." Oh my god. And I was you like, so listen, listen, explain explain <laughs> listen to what I did. Listen to what I did. So I listen, cause your laugh is one of my favorite laughs in the world. And, and I heard it I, the first time I heard your laugh, like a laugh laugh was when we were playing golf together and I hit the ball straight up in the air and it came down. So yeah, I know you remember, I know you remember that. Remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so we're, we're playing. So I'm talking to her and I said, where am I from? And she said, Syracuse. And I said, Sarah Cuse, Sarah Cuse. What does that sign say? And she looked at me and she's like, I don't get it. And I told her, I was like, we can't even be friends anymore. You got to leave, John. I have not talked to that girl in, in, uh, what is it? 17 years. So you told me I should have kicked her out. I did kick her out. So,
0: That's right <laughs> I mean, uh, if you gotta explain that, it's just like, why are we even hanging out?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seriously,
1: it's crazy. But I, I do wanna, I wanna end with this. You said uh, Jim Bacon when he was recruiting you, said, you know, you can be like Derek Coleman and Billy Owens. And you looked up at your jersey and you said, now I am. What did that moment mean to you? Well, as a
0: high school kid, you, you know, sophomore, junior, high school, and you got. Derek Coleman up on the hill. You got Billy Owens up on the hill. They're Derek Coleman, number one pick. Billy Owens, number three pick. But they're both like generational type talents at Syracuse, right? They're both like amazingly talented can do everything on the basketball court. So as a big guy um, who, who who's looking to be versatile, those guys are who you're trying to emulate. So it meant everything to me to not only go to Syracuse but to, to do the things that Derek and Billy did at Syracuse in terms of the numbers and the, the, the way you play and, and being dominant so to join those guys they you know they Billy and Derek was everything to me in high school everything like those I love those guys love them like you know what I mean yeah so to uh to 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 join the Rafters with those two guys, especially because, you know, everyone else, like Dave Bing is the greatest player ever, right? And Carmelo brought the title, so he's the greatest too. Like, those two are the greatest. And and everyone else is also great, obviously. That's why they're in the Rafters. But Derek and Billy was special to me because that's who I looked up to. And Lawrence and I, you know, we consider ourselves the greatest tandem to ever played at Syracuse. Yeah. So, you know that that's that's how that rolls. Derek and Billy are close because they played together. Lawrence and I are close because we played together. I love Derek and Billy, but I love me and Lawrence a little bit more. You know why? Because we played together.
1: Yeah. And
0: and we and we feel like, you know, you know, just like how Derek and Billy feel the same way. You know, um, that that they're the greatest tandem. love and no one has the amount of love that the Syracuse players have for each other we're we're all in a group text and when I talk to other players from other schools they're all they can't believe that we all talk to each other and like every day especially for every game we're all in a group text talking and um, it's just the Syracuse love man and uh, we all have that one common denominator that we played for Coach Behan, so it, it makes that connectivity even
1: easier 50 straight years of winning seasons. Beheim, 44, Roy Danforth with six. You're a part of that. Amazing no matter what happens the rest of this season. 50 straight years at Syracuse without a losing season. It's got to make you feel good.
0: Especially when, um, you know, North Carolina, I'm I'm not throwing shots at North Carolina because I don't care. But, you know, on the, on the same year when we were supposed to have a down year we were having an off year and north carolina came in with all this hoopla, right because they got the great recruiting class and all that but they're about to give roy jones about that just completed his first losing season ever and like you said beheim never loses a season so um coach behind doesn't get enough credit sometimes for the, the the great coaching job that he that he's been doing because everyone had us dead this year you know, especially after the Virginia game to open up the ACC season, you know, we didn't score that many. Everyone thought our season was just going to be over, and we were going to be under 500 this year. Coach did an incredible coaching job this year.
1: did a great job, and that coming from John Wallace. And so when John John Wallace's jerseys in the rafters, oh my God, is what you got to feel now, John. I mean, this is, you're always going to be up there. It's always going to be a part of it. And I could talk to you forever, but I know you I gotta to talk to some kids today. I do want to tell you though, for you know, people saying their dreams can't come true, for being a little kid watching Syracuse, having my mind blown that my hometown was put on the map by John Wallace and company to now being a friend of yours and to really just having nothing but love for you. I cannot thank you enough for making a little kid's dream come true from 10 years old to being a 34-year-old man that can call you a friend and am truly honored to uh, to know one of the greatest players in Syracuse history and, more importantly than that, to really be able to talk with you and laugh with you and, and have a friend. So thank you for not only being my favorite player, but thank you for being my friend. All right, my brother. Appreciate it, man. I'll see you soon. All right, I'll see you soon. Take care. All right. That coming from John Wallace once again here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora and don't ever let anybody tell you that your dreams can't come true that you can't meet your heroes that that it won't be fun when you do I mean you never know what life is going to bring you and I never thought in a million years that I was going to be friends with John Wallace I just hoped to meet him one day and get his autograph when I was growing up as a little kid and now we laugh on the phone together and you know everything that you hear and you feel is genuine and I and I love all of these guys I really do you know, from Hal Cohen to Lawrence Moulton, Josh Pace, uh, Otis Hill, John Wallace, Jim Lee, you know, uh, you know, Dale Shackelford, Roosevelt Bowie, Louis Orr, Adrian Autry, Alan Griffin, Jerry McNamara. The list goes on and on at Sonny Spira, Gene Waldron. You know, that, that list just goes on forever and a day of, of all the Syracuse players. And, and I don't want to miss anybody, and I feel like I'm going to, but I don't want to. Uh, Brandon Trish, Howard Trish. I said uh, Ryan Blackwell as well, uh, Tony Bruin, Craig Forth, Rakeem Christmas, uh, Fab Mello, Daywan Coleman, Eric Devendorf, you know, uh, Baymou C.J. Fair, Mike Benege, John Gillen, Andrew White III, Hakeem Warwick, uh, Tyler Lydon, Tyler Roberson, uh, Frank Howard, uh, Billy Owens, Andy Routens, Leo Routens, Deshante Riley, Terrence Roberts, Preston Schumpert, James Southern, Danny Shays. You know Rex Trowbridge, on and 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 on. I mean, I, I, I am so undeniably grateful for the life that I have and the life that God has given me, and and I, uh, I don't even know what to say. I really, honestly, don't even have words.